Now I'm And ready. now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Siggy, and joining me is... I think he's... Tyler, are you there? No, Ben. I'm just a figment of your imagination. This whole podcast that we're doing, none of it is real. <laughs> what even is real? Uh, today we'll be covering the 2014, the penultimate uh, movie for Studio Ghibli at this time, at the time of this recording, which is When Marnie Was There. Um, now, I, now, I've definitely have seen this movie around the internet uh, in recent uh, years, since this is the most recent. This came out nine years ago, by the way. Which doesn't feel Damn. that long, um, but it 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 would be uh, nine years ago next summer. Um, but what did you did you know anything about when Marnie was there prior to? Uh, I knew this? absolutely nothing about this movie uh, prior to viewing. Yeah, same. I think I saw some gifts. Maybe I recognized the girl, but that was about it. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, this is, um, when Mani was there in Japan, in Japan, in, in Japanese, it's Hepburn, Omoide no Mani, or Marnie of My Memories, which is probably a, more give, gives, gives the title away of what the thing is versus you thinking. Yeah. Um, but you know, either way, the, the, the thing is, um, I think it, I think it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's, uh, directed by Hiromasama Yonebayashi. Uh, screenplay from Masahashi Ano, Keiko Niwa, and Hiromasa Yawayashi. And it's based on a, a book when Marnie was there that was published in 1967, uh, which gives, which will go into kind of like, uh, that, that is a British, uh, it's a British author. Um, uh, so th- there's a reason why certain things are a certain way. Uh, this is pro- produced by Yoshiaki Nishimura. Uh, this hat this was released July 19, 2014, with a runtime of 103 minutes. Had a budget of ten point five million dollars with a box office of thirty six million, so another hit. And our cast via the English dub: uh, Hanley Seinfeld as Anna Sasaki, our main character. Uh, and we have three different versions of Marnie. We have uh, Kieran Shipka who voices the teen version of Marnie. Taylor Autumn Burnham voices the young, and then uh, legendary actress Catherine uh, O'Hare voices old uh, Marnie as an old, old woman. Uh, Ava Arces is Sayaka. Vanessa Williams is Hisako, and Mila Burns, a young version of her. Gina Davis is Yoriko Sasaki. John C. Riley, who I recognized immediately, was Kiyomasa Oiwa. Uh, Greg Griffin, or Leslie DeGriff- Leslie DeGriffin, as you might know her more commonly as, uh, Setsu Oaya. Ellen Bernstein is, is one of the nannies. Allegedly voice actor Fred Taraskiore is Toichi. Uh, Kathy Bates is uh, Mrs. Kaidoya, which that's another re- re- voice you'll recognize. I think that she's like the only, like actual like actress in here besides uh, Haley Stanfield. She's one of the bigger ones, but I think she only has like one line. Yeah, Bob Berg. Yeah, it's in the in the course. Uh, let me know that Ashley Johnson, who's now a critically acclaimed voice actress, um, is is in this as well, um, and uh, that's pretty much it. So what? is marnie and me um what is this movie about uh, i think marnie and me is the movie about the dog yeah that it's very you know what, it's <laughs> yeah you know you're right when marnie was there i don't make the mistake mistake i did taking a girl you like to go see when marnie uh, marnie and me or marley and me don't do that um <laughs> 
talk about a cute dog. Why would it end sadly? Sadly, this movie ends sadly too. So, uh, when Marnie was there, follows the girl of Anne who is a young 12-year-old living um, in Sapporo, which is a uh, city, it's like a city north of Japan. Um, and she has low self-esteem issues. We can relate. <laughs> Automatically, we can relate. Same. And unfortunately, she suffers an asthma attack, and the doctor basically recommends that, like, you know, asthma could be a sign of stress, and you know, maybe she should um, go live out where the with the, you know in the country where the air is clean, um, and uh, and pretty much decides to send her to speak with relatives, which is Setsu and Kiyoma Hiyomasa in a rural sea town. Um, it's between Kushiro and Numero. It's never given a name, and it's you know very nice. You know, like you get the idea of like you know. Like going out to the country to like, especially if you live in the city, um, and just to break your mind away from everything, get the quiet. And along the way, she finds a across a salt marsh. She finds a mansion, um, and then she sees what a, a mansion. Yeah, a a very very European mansion in the middle of the Japanese countryside, mind you. Um, and she sees a blonde haired girl. Um, the night of the Tanabata Fest, uh, uh, it was, she sees the mansion and then they have a Tanabata festival. And then that's when, well, we found out who is Marnie comes up to her and basically invites her to be her friend. And they basically, they arrange and in, in meet in secret. And meanwhile, you have pretty much the movie is mostly about Marnie dealing with her social anxiety Dealing with her inner anxiety, dealing with the fact that she does, her parents are gone, her grandmother, her grandparents are gone. She has a stepmom and a stepdad, but she knows that they're that, that she's adopted, that she's not their biological parents, and that they she knows they receive money from presumably the government because she's uh, she's a kid. Because I think I don't know how it works in Japan, but at least in, in the United States, if you adopt. Um, the government sends you like allocated money for you to basically spend on the child, um, and she's basically like upset that um, nobody told her, and like, like you know, like why, why are all the kid, why am I, why are we receiving money just because, um, and, you know, about this stuff, and she uses her friendship, like this relationship with Marnie, as sort of like. It's almost like that, like, we all, like, uh, Tyler, I'm assuming you, uh, I, just like me, we were the introverted ones in school. Yeah, for so, sure. I didn't have uh, too many friends in school, so I, I can honestly relate. But we all have that one extroverted friend that normally, under most circumstances, we just bug off, whatever. But for some reason, this other extroverted person, we were like, you know what, I like you. I want to be, a, I want to be around you. Um, and, and Marnie uses, or, um, Anna uses her relationship with Marnie to sort of become more comfortable with this, because um, Marnie is very much the outdoor, outdoor loving, you know, make her, make her gram her nanny tire, uh, f- fall into a trap of blankets kind of thing while locking inside a, a room kind of shenanigans. Um... And unfortunately, uh, what we learn later on is that, and you kind of suspect it, where, uh, like, is Marnie actually there? Because, like, why is this, you know, I mean, the European, the mansion is real, which I find the, that's, like, the weirdest part of the movie. It's like, why is there a European-style mansion in the middle of the Japanese countryside? Um, and um, we learn that uh, 
Anna meets a girl named Sayaka who gives her Marnie's diary. Um, and then Anna tells Marnie that she found uh, documents that are, are um, and of course we learn about the documents and everything about how she, you know, she's not her biological parents um, and stuff like that. And and pretty much we eventually just through context and maybe you pick it off right at the beginning that Marnie is not there. Um, Marnie is we she's not considered a ghost. I would say she's a mem she's a memory become that became physical for for Anna. Would you say that's fair? I would say that's probably a fair assessment. Um Though it is a bit questionable to think that uh, that we're seeing the memories of a ghost from like probably over th- several decades past. Yeah, it's 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 not it's certainly I think it's up for you to, as the viewer to um to decide. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, um, uh, there there it turns tragic when um, Marnie goes looking for or where Anna goes looking for Marnie into in in the asylum or in the silo where it's basically a makeshift asylum, and she sees Marnie huddled and um and, and like just rocking back and forth, and in that memory. She leaves. Uh, she sees uh, her childhood friend. I think it's Kazuhiko, um, uh, and basically comforts her and, and takes her and and takes him away and takes her away, leaving uh, Anne just alone in the middle of that uh, silo. She's distraught, and um, and she goes to confront Marnie. Like, why did you leave me? Why did you leave me? She's like, I can't. I can't. I you know. I can't. You know, uh, I can't stay for long. I have to say goodbye. Um, I didn't mean to leave you. And and you know, they can they and like she could, says that they love they love each other. Um, and uh, and and we find out the tragic backstory of Marnie, which I'll save for later. But no spoilers, Tyler. What did you think after you finished this movie? Um, I was just thinking to myself uh, at the end of this. Um, is this um, the end of the second dicks of Final Fantasy VII here? Did we fall into the live stream? Uh, but, but for serious, um, I think this is a bit of a tragic story. Uh, though it is kind of hard to follow at points uh, with the disjointed memories of Marnie in particular. Though I do see that um, Anne's pretty uh, distraught mind could make up this fantastical scenario just to cope right yeah i it, which i i could believe give given the circumstances of like her her life um there's a great moment where they talk about uh, i for one thought it was i it took me a while to like get a hold of what was going on and at first i thought it was supposed to be like is this like Cedo ghibli doing a you know a a uh, a lesbian relationship and it and, and it really isn't um at first it seems like it is because of the way and reacts to certain things, but also she's 12. And I think, to me, I would say it's more appropriate to say that this is her reacting to kindness and actually having a friend um, and just be, and being open to that friend is, is more of a thing for me. Um, for sure. But I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I think the movie really hits home once you start to realize what the mystery is and how ultimately it, it goes to the, he- the healing process of loss. Um God, the fucking that that ending really hurt me. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about Anne as a character. Um, who's our? She's basically our co-main character along with Marnie. 
Um, what did you think or, uh, of Anna? Um, at first, I, f- I figured that I was really going to relate super hard to Anna because, you know, super shy, shy Shudden, that um, is pretty much a social recluse. That's pretty much me in real life. And um, over the course of the film, uh, I feel like that more and more uh, she steadily um, uh, confides to uh, the people that uh, she comes in contact with through Marnie. Right. And, you know, um, I can I can relate. Exactly, yeah. Uh, there's there's that great moment where, like, I feel like we've all been there where she she's, uh, her her aunt takes her to go see the, the it, it, it was one of the women who was, I can't remember her name, and, like, she's like, oh, we'll take you to the Tanabata Festival, and, like, Marnie's just there. We've all been there. We're like, yeah, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Where we, like, we can't say no because we don't want to be rude, but then the second she gets by herself, like, I don't even want to go to that shit, man. And, like, we've all been there. Like, we just want to be by ourselves. Like, just... Shit, I was there last week. <laughs> like, just just, just leave us alone. Like, we'll, we'll do... We will do things when we want to do them, you know, and that kind of thing. And I, I related to her like that. Like, she felt... Like real, like in terms of like, because some, when some of these movies sometimes they can make the characters like this feel very characters of themselves, and it all it doesn't feel unrealistic. Like, oh, I don't talk to anybody, but it's just like that look of of haggardness, that fatigue, that just like I only have so much energy for certain people. That um, I've, I've it's re- more of I don't want to rock the boat or cause anyone any problems, and I just want to. Uh, be by myself, you know? Exactly. And a lot of that, as they show in the movie, is a result of the fact that her dad's, her stepdad's gone, her mom is working, you know, again, not really having a core family and her grandma being, being uh, her grandparents being dead. Like, a lot of that is tr- is trauma from a young childhood. We don't, You don't like to admit it, but it's true. You being alone, like to being alone a lot, is because you were left alone without your saying. So you're just used to it, but you don't realize it's childhood trauma. So you just go through adulthood wondering, why do I like being alone so much? That's why. Um, it's... I don't like to admit it. This is, this is not... It's too close to home there, buddy. Not... Listen, listen. <laughs> this movie does. Um... So, but I liked her. She felt like a real representation of 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 that. Just not because she's not a, like a neat or anything. She's she can talk. She can talk to people, but she felt real about her her anxiety and just that. You know, sometimes you just don't want to talk to people, and and that's for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, and it's fitting like that this movie was coming out in 2014, where like people our age that's becoming like people like our. Our, maybe our older other siblings and our moms and dads, that was not the thing. You were supposed to be social. If you were antisocial, you were like a pariah. You know, that was that was the thing. And it, I would I wanna say it was like our like our age, mine and younger and you know, yours included, where like it beca- it started to become way more socially acceptable, be like, you know what, I'll just keep to myself. This is fine. Yeah, for sure. Which is just a result of trauma but whatever um so yeah i I like her as a main character she was endearing she had a rough edge to her um you know she was stubborn but ultimately i i really enjoyed her her presentation and i love Haley steinfeld's uh performance as her where like um like it's just like you can you can you can sense the annoying when she was annoyed about something when she wanted to, but she wasn't overt about it, and I really like that—that that subtle touch. 
Yeah. Now let's talk about the titular character, Marnie, um, who I think we all knew somebody like this growing up at some point in our lives. Yeah, we've all had a Marnie in our lives, uh, whether they were real or not. Yeah. Um, what did you, what did you think of, of of Marnie? Um, as like the second lead, uh, who pretty much um, is uh, whose purpose is pretty much to break Anna out of her theoretical shell. I uh, design wise, I figured that she was going to be like the stuck up pompous rich girl kind of deal. Right. But it's actually a bit of the opposite in all honesty. Like I, I think she's all right. Yeah, I thought she was fine. I liked her energy. Um it's it's very much like it, it, I feel I feel like these two should be like the template for like the introverted partner and then your extroverted other part your you you as the introvert and then your extroverted partner because that's pretty much what she is. Um you know, but also Marnie has her own set of trauma. Uh, we learn in her backstory uh, flashback that despite coming from money and proves that, yeah, well, money definitely helps. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy all the time. Um, that her parents pretty much just left, abandoned her um, in their own home and they would just leave and they would leave her to take care, uh, leave her the care of the nannies. Her grandmother, Marnie's grandmother, was very rude and bullied her, as, you know, um, brushing her hair wrong or just calling her all sorts of things. And then the, even the, the maids, which is like really, that's like kind of fucked up. Maybe they felt they could get away with it because like, hey, your parents aren't here. Uh, would tell her that if you don't behave, we're going to send you to the to the silo and the asylum, which is like, the, you know, just this very like for as when you, especially when you look at the mansion, um, that she lives in, it's very bright, it's very colorful, it looks like this is a lovely place, and then, what you realize, it's, it lacks the warmth, and that kill, like, that kid basically kills her inner child. Yeah. Um, what we do learn, though, is that, um, it was, is Kazuhiko, who is, is a childhood friend of hers, uh, basically rescues her, marries her, um, and even has they even have a little baby. They even have a little baby. But unfortunately, we find out that um, Kazuhiko passed away. Uh, they don't ever say why he like he just he, he he just he just dies. And because um, because Marnie couldn't handle basically that emotional stress of losing someone that close to you, uh, she sends her. I believe she's eight um, year old daughter off to boarding school. Um, or maybe even younger, um, probably. Uh, and be- unfortunately, this causes a riff in that in that relationship where um, Marnie's daughter comes back from boarding school, uh, but at thir- I think she says thirteen. But they're like, I don't want anything to do with you. You're not my mom. You sent me away. And you know, Marnie trying to make amends, like I, you know, um, and this and that. And she basically runs away with an unknown man. And then tragedy strikes again, where unfortunately Anna, uh, Anna's da- um, Marnie's daughter, uh, and her husband were involved in a car accident that killed both of them. And she takes their little baby, who we don't know the name of, and she promises to take care of the baby. Uh, but unfortunately, Marnie dies like a year after after that. Um, 
what like what you could what you what I would take away from Marnie is that when you especially when you learn her true backstory, is that she's a person who only all her like it feels like her sole purpose was to bring warm warmth and light to people around her. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, as someone who's pretty much spent a lot of his life in the darkness of loneliness, uh, we could all use a Marnie in our lives. Right, exactly. Um, and um, Which makes when Marnie and, and um, Anna come together really, really great, especially when they, you know, they have that slow dance together um, and she's singing that, 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 that tune, um, like, I, 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 it really, and it really goes to show that, um, the differences between versus, like, Marnie has this very out, positive outlook on things, and she's very happy, but underneath there's, like, a storm blurring because of all the, you know, the, the, the trauma that inflicted by our, by her parents, willingly, you know, abandoning her and stuff like that, so it's like, just because, just because somebody looks okay on the surface, uh, doesn't mean they are actually okay underneath. So just bear that. And I, I love that that juxtaposition between the two. Where it's like, yeah, you could tell Anna something's wrong with Anna, but you couldn't really tell that with Marnie. Other only when she actually opens up to you. Um. Uh. In, in all this, but I'll tell you what. Um. I'll tell you what though. What really broke me over the edge. So did you thought? Let me ask you this. But prior to that ending, did you thought this is sort of like a coded relationship movie where Studio Ghibli was trying to do a maybe a homosexual relationship, or did you think maybe, or did you not think that? Um, I kind of thought that at first, but once I put the pieces together and figured that this is sort of a pretty much just a, a healing process, like. All Anna wants is pretty much just to live normally, and normal is not being an introverted mess uh, in her eyes. And just having a friend uh, is pretty much all she needs, and Marnie is pretty much the solution to that. And I didn't really see anything beyond that, in all honesty. I'll, I'll agree. Yeah, because you could tell your friends I love you, and they're not meaning it more than, more than that, you know. It doesn't. It could, but it doesn't have to be. Um... But um, what really sold me on that... God, that ending really hit me hard. So we find out... And you can kind of see it coming when you look back on it. Um, uh, Anna kind of has like a, a flashback moment at the end. Um, and she remembers the, the time she danced with Marnie. Or that Marnie took care of the, gra- of the granddaughter. Um, and even then, the, the 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 person who tells Anna the story, like this, ha- like like she took care of the daughter ten years ago. How old is Anna? You know, stuff like that. Um, and then that was uh, like she was like two in that little flashback. Um, and 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 through flat, we through we find out uh, she's she's singing the same song that Marnie would sing would hum when they were dancing when they were dancing together. And, uh, in, in basically he's like, you're my only granddaughter. It's like, oh, God damn it. Fuck. So you find out that Marnie was in fact the grandmother she never met that, um, and like that made, that to me like made the movie go like shoot it up for me. And obviously I'm tying my own personal thing to it. I won't say it again. Cause I know, um, I say it too much, honestly, but it's. This is when something like that happens, you can't, it, it never goes away. 
But like that 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 fucking like reminder of like see, like even though she never met her grandmother before, she she had memories locked away, and then it's like those memories unlocked, and it's just I recognize that fucking tear of just like that it's it's like happiness and and and, and sadness all at once. Where, like, you're elated that you remember, but it fucking hurts because you can't, it can't happen again, um, kind of thing. Um, but that, like, that subtle little, like, inflection really made the moment to me when you discovered that Marnie is, in fact, Anna's grandmother. Yeah. What did you, uh, what did you think of that ending? Did you think it was too on the nose? Did you think... Maybe it didn't need that. It could have just been a random spirit. Or did you think it tied it all together? Um, once I figured out what was going on, which is at around the... Probably by the end of the second third. I'm sorry, I'm distracted by dogs barking. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, once I figured all that out... I figured um, it it all ties together uh, at the end. Like, it all coalesces into basically a beautiful little twist uh, that pretty much um, ties Marnie to Anna pretty well. Yeah. It's it's bittersweet because then you see Marnie waving goodbye from the mansion. It's it's really bittersweet. Um, I don't know if it's as bittersweet as the Teleprince of Kaguya from last week, but it definitely is because, like, like at least like I, when I used to be religious, there's like a like like you, you, so. At least she didn't have her memories wiped. That's true. That's very much true. There, there. In in when I was raised in religion, there was a poster I remember. And like I'm not religious, but I do like this idea. Um, or like when the baby is born, um, uh, you know how we have that little cleft, that little inflection in between our nose, um, underneath our nose and between on our lips. It's like an indent, kind of. Yeah. The, the, like, this is, this is a religious thing, but I, I still find it, like, like, okay, that's pretty great. It's sad, but it's great. Like, that's, that's the, that's the finger of, of a grandparent that the baby never got to meet. Um, which is like, okay, um, now I'm crying again. Uh, but, and even though it's not the same here, cause Marnie actually, you know, met her, but she's probably too young to, re- like, you know, we don't, we don't really gain consciousness till, like, um, uh, we don't get conscious until we're like five, and then we're like, "Wait, what happened? Why is the simulation over?" Um, but I still thought it was a very, very well done ending and a very like somber, a somber ending that wasn't um, uh, that that wasn't depressing, but like it was, it was, po- it was a, po- it was a positive cry, is what I'll say. For sure, for sure. Okay. Uh, any any final thoughts on Marnie and me? Um, it's still the dog movie, but I think we covered everything. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and go to the ratings board then. Uh, Tyler, I, I don't have any gimmicks for this one, so how many stars out of five do you give, uh, wh- uh when Marnie was there? I will give this, uh, four rowboats out of five. Um, this is, um... This is just one of those movies that uh, makes you realize uh, your own faults, and that's especially true for the both of us. And uh, it's just one of those uh, films where 
uh, I can't even formulate sentences now. This movie's got me uh, uh, got me in the tizzy. Like, I might have to edit this out, and I probably will. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a beautiful movie from beginning to end. Uh, I'll give it a four out of five for me. This might be one of my new favorite Studio Ghibli movies. Um, I do think it loses its way a little bit. Um, about midway through, and it doesn't really. And, but once you find out, once that, w- once sort of you kind of have like a falling out between Marnie and Anna, seemingly, I think that's when the um, uh, I think that's when it all comes together for me. Um, some might not like the tr- the info dump, the quote unquote info dump that happens at the end, but I think it was done beautifully, and uh, and and like it just it's like it's just like that finding out the 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 keys to the mystery at the end of it um it's just it was really well done um and i don't necessarily know if it needed to be revealed that um marnie was the was the grand grandmother but i think it adds an extra um taste of bitter of of wholesome bitterness if if that's if that's a phrase uh but it's still like it still worked overall for me i think i'm gonna put it up there with one of some of my personal favorites um, obviously, you don't hear this talked about, like say uh, other movies, but um, I think uh, I think uh, ultimately I'm going to put it up there myself. Uh, but now that leaves us with one final movie, um, and uh, I, I it's it's going to be um, it's going to be a doozy because even though we've been watching the uh, this iteration of Studio Ghibli since. Um, Spirited Away, where they started using computers for animation. Now um, they are going to. We're going to uh, to end our gigantic marathon of watching every single Studio Ghibli movie. We're going to end with their first ever and so far only uh, fully CGI um, movie with that is Earwig and the Witch. Dang. Um, So uh, Tyler. Uh, and of course, next week we will have a po- we will announce our what either uh, what series of movies we will be watching next. We'll, we'll let you guys decide. Uh, we will po- we will say that there, and then that follows shortly. We'll there will be a poll uh, from the, when when that goes live. So not next week, but when when Mar or I guess when Marty and me when Earwig and the Witch goes out, that that's when the poll will happen. Um, so a little over two weeks from now. All right, uh, Tyler, please tell the people where to find you. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home with Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am also back to streaming on Twitch on uh, to-be-determined days and times. Uh, just got myself a new job, which means new schedule and more free time to do whatever the fuck I want. And uh, you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. And you can catch me live four times a week at Twitch.tv says Iggy2814. On February the 3rd, uh, which at this time this is uploaded, it'll be this coming Friday, I'm going to be doing a subathon on uh, Batman uh, or Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to start, but check just check my Twitter to see when I'm going to start. My goal is to try to beat the story in one sitting. Can I do it? We'll see. I don't know. 
Um, I might do like I believe in you. I might do like incentives, like where like if I get so many subs, we'll do other side quests or you know stuff like that. I might do some already, but like for extra ones, I might you know like get more and more and You're more. You're gonna do the Riddler shit anyway. I'm not Just gonna. No, nah, I'm gonna do. You know how much that is? I can't do that at one sitting. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I would need to do that over several streams. Um, but maybe maybe I'll make that a goal. Like uh, like if we if we get this many subs, I will do I will continue this and do all the Riddler stuff on stream. Um, so maybe that's an idea. Uh, and Quizcarter for this episode as well as others. Thank you all for listening. We'll see y'all next week for the finale of the Studio Ghibli Marathon. Until next time, guys. Row 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 your boat gently your, gently down row, your crowd row, of your boat gently down. Down your your um, stream of tears. There we go. All right, awkward ending. Let's get out of here. Bye bye. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.